When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, I'm Alan Sepinwall. I'm the chief TV critic for Rolling Stone, which is a fancy way of saying that I watch TV for a living. But there's so many TV shows being made now that even I can't watch all the ones I want to. But what if you didn't have to binge an entire series? What if you just looked at the very first episode of a show you'd never seen, and then the very last? Would you feel like you'd gotten the complete experience, or would you be completely lost at the end? Well, only one way to find out. Welcome to a new episode of Too Long, Didn't Watch. As our guest today, we are very fortunate to have with us an actor who may exemplify the joys of peak TV more than any other. If there is a great show of the last 10 years, chances are she has been a part of it. You know her from Mad Men, Community, BoJack Horseman, where she plays one of my favorite characters of the last decade, Vincent Adult Man, and Glow, along with terrific movies like Sleeping With Other People and her recent Netflix film, Horse Girl, which she co-wrote. Allison Brie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. As an avid television watcher myself, I'm excited to be here. Um, we're very excited to have you. Um, what are you watching right now? We're doing this during the quarantine. So what's going on on your TV? You know, I've been watching Dave on FX and loving it. Like, I have to say, I was unaware of Lil Dicky prior to this <laughs> show. And Same. from the billboards, I honestly was not excited like, I was not excited by the marketing for this show, but it really won me over immediately. I've been finding it very charming. You know, you're the second guest I've spoken with who was both on Mad Men and recommended Dave. We're, we're taping these out of order, and John Hamm already came in, and he was raving about it, too. It's, it's for actors on a drama, we have great comedic taste. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Did you find it harder before this all happened, when you were out working and in the world like a regular person? Did you find it harder to watch TV, or was it something that you did on the regular anyway? I pretty much have always done it on the regular anyway. In fact, I, I, I kind of feel in some ways like I'm watching less TV now because I've been trying to be diligent about like not spending all day <laughs> in the quarantine watching TV every day versus when I was working, 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 I would often just take a day or two days and binge a show over a weekend or things like yeah. that. Um, and I always, I think because I've worked on a lot of different networks, Mad Men was on AMC and then Community on NBC, and now I do a couple shows on Netflix, that I've always really wanted to familiarize myself with the landscape of wherever I'm working. So almost like homework, I'm kind of a TV nerd and would be like, what else is on NBC right now? What else is on Netflix? Let me watch everything on Netflix. So yeah, I've always watched a lot of TV. So what show are we going to watch today, Allison? We're going to watch 
Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Now, is there a reason you didn't watch it when it aired? You know what? I have no idea. I have no idea why. I was trying to think that it must have been because we would have been shooting Community and I would have, that means I was shooting Community and Mad Men at the same time and had very little time, especially on Community. I think most people know we were pretty notorious for our long hours. We would shoot 18-hour days pretty regularly and watch the sun come up on Fridays and Saturdays while we were at work. And I just missed the boat. And then it's basically the premise of this show, which is too much time went by. So many episodes mounted up. And as you know, they're quite long. Yes. <laughs> so, we're we're going to watch some long ones here today. So then it just became daunting. And then I took a pretty firm stance because for so many years, people were like, you gotta watch Game of Thrones. And I was, oh, I know. I, I'm, I'm going too soon and I felt real guilty about it and then as it neared the end I started to just go I'm never gonna watch it oh you know, wow and, and kind of throw that in people's faces which was an interesting contrarian stance to take do I regret it I don't know well we're gonna find that out now so what do you think that the show is about having never seen it I think it's about there's like a queen of dragons and there's, you know, magical stuff and kings and princes and queens and princesses. And I also think that there's a lot of sex and nudity and incest. And there's a red wedding. So you so know about the red things, wedding. These are things I've heard about. <laughs> Do you know what the red wedding is? I feel like it's a wedding and then a lot of people get murdered. <laughs> That might be right. That might be right. We can talk about that in a little bit. Um, here's what I can tell you before we start, though. So Game of Thrones, it was adapted from a fantasy novel series called A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin. It debuted on HBO in April of 2011, ran for eight seasons, became one of the most popular, expensive, and award-winning television shows ever made. Uh, it made stars of half the UK's actors, including Sophie Turner, Amelia Clark, Maisie Williams, and Richard Madden, and won New Jersey's own Peter Dinklage four Emmys. Uh, it became the first TV show to offer more impressive spectacle than some summer movies. And in an era when nobody watches the same shows at the same time, it was almost everyone's obsession every Sunday night for a decade, but not Alison Breeze, and I respect that. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. All right, well, we're going to rectify that right now. Let's travel back in time, not only to the spring of 2011, but to wherever and whenever it is in the series fictional kingdom of Westeros. Allison, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. The gods gave me one blessing. <laughs> I'm delivering on the sex right away. Don't get up. Yeah, they're not shy about either sex or violence on this show. I'm so glad brother. the rumors were true. You have much to teach me, no doubt. But our sister craves your attention. She has our cravings, our sister. A family trait. Daenerys! There's our bride-to-be. Look. You still slouch. Oh, these two are brother and sister see. also. Yes, and he's just been feeling her up, so that's that's I how they saw. roll down there. <laughs> I saw, but I thought that like they were married. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, welcome to God. Can you do that? <laughs> Sajora, I I don't know how to say thank you in Dothraki. There is no word for thank you in Dothraki. Oh my god. It can't be. Is another brother sister? Ah, uh, this show loves its incest. <laughs> 
I feel like I had heard that, but I'm impressed with the amount of incest they packed into the very first episode. I guess only two instances. Quite the little climb, aren't you? How old are you, boy? Ten. Ten. The things I do for love. That's what? Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> what an ending to that episode. I definitely feel compelled to watch more episodes after okay. the pilot. That's good. I mean, did you like it? Yes, I did. I, I, I was intimidated. And while watching it, I think my own nervousness was getting into my head being like, I don't understand what's going on. Like before they had even given the information, I think I needed to relax a little bit and just absorb it. So for the benefit of the people who have not just watched an hour of Game of Thrones, what did you just see? Like, can you sum up what happened? I know it's a lot. Okay, so <laughs> there's like dead people in the forest and then they disappear and maybe white walkers are back, but we don't know because just only that one guy saw them. And then the king, they think that he's a deserter, but really it's like everyone else got killed by the white walkers, but no one else saw them, so they don't know. And then he goes back to the kingdom and the king is Sean Bean. And is he the king? He is not the king. He is the warden of the north, which is a, like a kingdom as part of Westeros. It's it's a lot. I know. So he is the warden of the north, Ned Stark, working for the king. Okay. And he has a bunch of kids. And uh, Jon Snow is like a, his bastard kid? Yes, his bastard son who he has raised uh, over his wife's objections for understandable reasons. And he's uh, and Jon Snow's got a real chip on his shoulder about it. He does not feel like he's no. as good as the other kids. So Sean Bean goes and kills that guy and makes the son watch because, you know, it's like medieval times and you got to grow up fast. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the son is like, all right, I get it. But what about the White Walkers? And Sean Bean's like, no way. No one's seen them in thousands of years. Don't even worry about them. And then meanwhile, Lena Hetty and N- Nikolai, they have some fun banter with each other. And Dinklage is their other brother? Yes. Okay. Oh, meanwhile... <laughs> Meanwhile, there's uh, that other brother, sister, God, oh, Amelia Clark. Yes. And her creepy brother, who's like molesting her. But really, he's just like sizing up his property because they've been kicked out of their kingdom. He's going to marry her off to Jason Momoa, who I didn't even know was on this show. What's the name of his tribe? He is called Drogo of uh, the Dothraki. Oh, the Dothraki. Okay, so meanwhile, the Dothraki (laughs) are like these real badasses. They seem like real cavemen, you know. They're they're real brutes. She does not want to marry him, but she has to because then they're going to build up the Dothraki army. If she's their queen, then she and her brother can eventually get their kingdom back. But she's real bummed about it, which uh, uh, was the only unrealistic thing I found about the episode is that she was like so uh, distraught at the idea of um, having sex with Jason Momoa. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So meanwhile, the king's top advisor dies 
And now somebody comes to visit Sean Bean and he's like, you help me with some stuff. Yeah, that is the king, Robert Baratheon, who is the husband of Lena Headey, uh, Cersei. Oh, like she's married to the king and then she's having sex with her brother. Yes, a lot of that going around. And then the king is like, what does he want from Sean Bean? He's grooming him. He wants him to be the new hand of the king. So he's like, you need to leave your little, you know, area here in the north where you're happy and your family and come down to the capital and be my advisor and protect me because I don't trust anybody else but you. Cool. (laughs) I like that. And okay, cool. And what's the problem with that? He doesn't want to. He's from the north. He likes being there. He doesn't want to be away from his family. And he, you know, the last time he and his family headed south, bad things happened. Ah, well, I predict they're heading south again. Okay. (laughs) That's my prediction after the first episode, (laughs) having not gleaned that that was part of the plot. All right, well, we're going to talk more about predictions, but there's a lot of people with a lot of competing agendas. Is there anyone you're cheering for at this stage of things? No. (laughs) That's fair. Totally fair. (laughs) How about the little girl, Maisie Williams? She's pretty cool. I feel like I'm rooting for her to do cool stuff. Okay. And it's like, I feel torn about Amelia Clark's character because I do want her to kind of get out of this bad situation. But then what she really seems to want is to get home to her home country and so like she should probably stay married and like kind of just become a badass bitch but like also i i hate her brother and he is such a little (laughs) need you know he's such a villain that uh, i feel torn because i don't it's like if they have the same goal i don't want him to achieve his goal but i want her to all right that's good there's a lot of just sex and nudity and how did you feel about the level of violence and gore throughout this episode Loved it. Two thumbs up. (laughs) Give me more. Give me more of both of those things. Okay. So where would you guess the show is going to go from here besides the fact that Sean Bean is going to head south? Oh, right. I think Sean Bean's going to head south. uh, Or maybe he's not going to, and then there's a big war. Uh, They did eight seasons? Eight seasons. (laughs) All right. So Dinklage seems like a little shady guy so he's got to you know he's going to get up to no good and he's going to try to to gain power and uh maybe he's going to discover that his brother and sister are sleeping together and threaten to out them if they don't help him out with something okay What's Amelia Clark's name? What's her? It's Den- it's Daenerys. Most people call her Danny just because it's easy to spell. Every character on this show, their name, other than like Jon Snow and Ned Stark, is spelled in the stupidest way possible. So I think that Danny is gonna like ease into being part of the Dothraki and be like, oh my god, Jason Momoa is actually super hot. He doesn't talk much, but deep down, uh, there's a heart in there. She's going to harden up, but then one day she's going to kill Momoa and become the queen of dragons. (laughs) Okay. And (laughs) I'm not quite sure about Sophie Turner's role in all of this. 
she's around. You know, I'm sure she's, she's, she's around. Gonna have, she's around. She's going to have some sex. She's okay. going to, uh, she's going to have a little romance. And then Jon Snow is like, he's got to rise to his potential, but maybe he's too envious of being the bastard and like never getting the respect he deserves. And he's jealous of the other brothers. So that causes a rift. And then he's going to go out on his own and he kill people. I can spoil that people are going to get killed. That much I can say. Okay, good. Yes, yes. I knew I was on the right track. Okay. Based on just seeing this episode, I'm curious, of all these characters whose names you probably don't know, if you had to pick one of them to be like ruling Westeros at the end of the show, who would it be? Danny. Okay, Danny. So we will find out if that's right. Based on just seeing this episode, is there a character that you would want to play? Ooh. You know who I think I would want to play? I think I would want to play Danny's brother because it's really fun to play a super villain. And I feel like there's not mixed messaging. Like it's really just, he is bad, bad, bad news. And he's going to do bad things to get what he wants. And he has beautiful hair. I mean, she does too. They all kind of do, but I just think that would be fun. On Glow, you do this amazing Russian accent, which is one of my favorite things. Can you do a British accent if you had to? I can, but it's been a while don't put me on the spot, Alan. I'd I'm have gonna, to practice. I would I'm have not going to gonna ask you to perform. That's that's not how I'd play. Which role would one of your co-stars from any of your previous series play on the show? Whoa. Well, John Hamm could play Jamie Lannister because they're both very attractive. <laughs> I kind of think everyone on Game of Thrones is extremely attractive. You know, Donald Glover would be a great Jon Snow. He could just he could bring <laughs> bring the <laughs> heart to that, you know. That's a good point. Before we move on to the finale, the last one I would ask you now is do you see any parallels between this world and the themes of it and any of the shows you've done so far? Ooh. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's a lot of brooding, which really connects it. That was a major theme of Mad Men. (laughs) Brooding men uh, who don't want to talk about their emotions, who like feel things, but they, they don't express them in the right way. I feel like that might be a similarity. Um, you know, on glow, we really have, uh, people who are trying to like seize the day or figure out what their destiny is and kind of work towards that. And that seems like a similar theme in this of people kind of what's their place, what's their destiny, what are they, are they meant for greatness or, and like, what's the cost? I don't know if Glow's about all those things. (laughs) Glow is about a fair number of things, but it's, to me, it's mainly a, it's a, Alison Brie terrible Russian accent delivery system. So great, like if it, great. If, you if, did if it get gets the main point. If, if it gets other things, that's nice, but that's a fringe benefit as far as I'm concerned. I so. agree. All right. So are you ready to jump all the way from the start of the first season to the end of the final season of this show? I don't know if I am ready, Alan. All right. But well, I guess you, we're gonna find out. You, you don't really have a choice in the matter, I'm sorry <laughs> to say. So let's do it. Straight into the opening for the finale. No tease? Yep. But they did change things. You see the walls down now. Oh. I definitely noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've heard an interview with her where she talks about having to learn the Dothraki language. Great. 
she's ruling the Dothraki now. She killed everybody except Jon Snow. Snow's gonna kill her. Early prediction. Okay. Saying nothing. She's drunk with power. <laughs> A bit, yeah. I think someone is gonna kill Danny before this episode is over. But I don't know if it's gonna be Jon Snow. It might okay. be one of his sisters. All right. Oh. No. No. Oh my God. I fucking knew it. <laughs> but that I got caught up in the romance. Ooh, but I had a feeling. Wow. It, what a romantic death. Oh, and he feels terrible about it. Poor Jon Snow. This is such an emotional performance from the dragon. Its mother just died. It needs catharsis. <laughs> Whoa! Burning down the throne? Oh my oh, yeah. god. Now nobody can have it. Wow, and she never even sat in it. Wow. Nope. Do you feel ripped off? No. From your you know, two and a half hour investment so far? <laughs> I take it back. I do feel a little ripped off. <laughs> because even as she was out, she went up and touched it and I could like feel myself salivating. Like I'm sit in it, sit in it. <laughs> and she didn't and now it's destroyed? And who has a better story than Bran the Broken? Boy that fell from high kid? The kid. <laughs> he knew he'd never walk again. Wow. I thought he had died. The wall and became the three-eyed raven. But he became the three-eyed raven. He, he did. He's a mystic soothsayer. I say wow. I. You shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. The Unsullied wanted John your head, Snow's of course. just going to live his life tormenting himself. has accepted the justice sweet, of a life Sweet, sweet, emotional <laughs> bastard. <laughs> and Arya wanted you freed. Whoa. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. That's Game of Thrones. Wow. It so flew by so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you watched the whole show in just a couple of hours. Wow. 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 Well, it does make me remember how tricky it is to end any show. You know, a series finale has so many expectations and it's like it has to wrap so many things up. And 
And often I do feel like the penultimate episode is the better episode. Cause that's sort of yeah. like where everything's coming to a head, even per season. I feel like always the second to last episode is so good. And then the final episode is like, and now we'll wrap everything up. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm disappointed to have missed a lot of the action, but I guess I, I feel like it ended on a hopeful note. It made me want to, watch more of the series okay that's good that's i was gonna ask that okay so you've now watched the finale for the benefit of the people who did not watch an hour and 18 minutes of that what would you say happened within it okay well at the start of the finale um danny and her army had come to town and killed everybody in the kingdom almost everybody and definitely the Lannisters took a hit. <laughs> <laughs> they were crushed, but they died together in each other's arms. You know, Danny was now drunk with power and she was like talking to her army about how they were going to continue to do this and go city to city, quote unquote, freeing everybody. But <laughs> it seems to be, you know, a bit of like cultural cleansing that she's doing. So everybody's real nervous. And Tyrion Lannister seems like he already did something bad. And everybody knows that he's betrayed the queen and he should die. And so he gets sent to the dungeon and then Jon Snow comes and has a long talk with him. And he's like, you got to kill her, bro. And Jon Snow's like, but why? And he's like very <laughs> distraught and uh, emotional. But they're like, we can tell that this is not going to be good. She's dangerous. And then just as she's going up to look at the throne, she touches it, does not sit in it for reasons unknown. <laughs> and Jon Snow comes up and they have a very sweet, passionate moment followed by a beautiful kiss and embrace during which he stabs her in the chest, killing her. And then Drogon appears and Drogon's so upset, but he has a very emotional a uh, flame-throwing outburst in which he destroys the throne. And then we jump ahead to weeks later when they're about to kill Dinklage, but instead he gives these people a speech about who should be the king and convinces them all that it should be the crippled boy child uh, <laughs> who's grown up to maybe know the future and stuff. But how did he not see this coming? And he, in the biggest twist, asks Dinklage to be his right-hand man. So Dinklage is going to live. And Sansa is like, you know what? The North is going to do its own thing. And I'm going to rule the North, but like in a chill way. And everyone's like, we're cool with that. And then they're like, but what are we going to do about Jon Snow? And then Dinklage goes and tells him, you know, you're going to go. You're essentially banished. And like pretty much your life is going to suck, but you get to live. So that's a compromise. And then the littlest Stark, Arya, 
is like, I'm going to go travel the world. And everyone's like, cool, you're a little traveler. And you know what? You should see the world. Like, things have been heavy for you. And then Jon Snow, we follow him to his new place of dwelling. And uh, we see the two sisters and, you know, they're following their destinies. One as chill ruler of the North and the other one as like a wanderer, a traveler. And then Jon Snow like frees all the people from the place where he was supposed to go. And then now they're on the other side of the wall, just walking out into the forest together. But it's hopeful. Okay, that's a pretty good summary. Now, did you feel having jumped all the way from the very first episode to this like you could follow it? No, not very much, no. <laughs> but at, but over the course of the episode, it, it was nice that there would be moments where, like, Dinklage, you know, has a great little monologue where he's like, I betrayed the king, and then I, you know advised the queen for all this time through many bad things. And then I also betrayed her. So maybe I deserve this. And then I thought, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess I get the gist of what he's been up to. I gotta say though, like you called very early in this finale that John was going to kill Danny. And that was impressive. Thank you. I guess I don't know how I did it. I was more thinking that John Snow was going to die, but I guess that happened in a previous season. And then he came back to life. Yes, this did happen. He, he he dies at the end of one season, and then they keep insisting he's going to stay dead, even though every fan of the show knew otherwise. And, like, paparazzi are following Kit Harrington when he comes back to Belfast to film additional scenes. And the producers are like, no, Jon Snow is still dead. We swear. We swear he will never come back. And then he came back. They could have been shooting flashback scenes. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I called some good stuff, but I also really feel like I missed out on most of the fun. Yeah, and you seemed very surprised that A, Bran was alive, and B, that he wound up becoming the king. Ugh, I am not happy about that <laughs> choice. I, you know, I, I feel like probably the final season was cool, but the final episode, it, it left me wanting more, but not in a good way, like I wish there were more episodes, but maybe I wish that they had wrapped it up better. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. This is a side thought. Do you think that Dinklage has really like learned some major lessons and is sort of turning over this new leaf and in, in choosing Bran to be king? Or does he just know that that guy is the easiest to control and really Dinklage is like taking over the kingdom? I think it's more the former. I think he's sort of chastened <laughs> by all that he's been through. Uh, you believed him. I, be I believed him because I've watched eight whole seasons of the show. But I really have to say a lot of your reactions to this finale sound like you are someone who has also seen eight, eight seasons of the show. Because many of the things you're saying are echoing the reactions of fans in real time that night. It's, it's very good. I think Sophie Turner should have been chosen to rule everybody. Yeah, hard agree. Absolutely. A lot of the characters that we saw in that first episode are no longer there. Uh, who in particular were you surprised was not part of the show anymore? Rob Stark. Because even in the very first episode, he seemed kind of like, while Jon Snow was the bastard, he was like the brother at the forefront of the family. Yes, and I'm a I'm a big Richard Madden fan, so I noticed his absence. Well, I mean, if you, if you like incredibly handsome and charismatic men, sure, 
you know, fine, I'll allow it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So th- this takes us to, to the next segment where we're going to try to connect some of the dots. I'm now going to ask you some multiple choice questions about things that happened over the run of the show. And you have to see, based on only seeing these two episodes, whether you can answer them or not. Great. Yes. Great. Right. Okay. Number one, what happened to Ned Stark? Uh, a, he was eaten by a dragon. B, he was beheaded on order of the king. Or C, he abandoned his family to follow his true love of baking pies. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to say swallowed by a dragon. Swallowed by a dragon? Okay, let's see if you're right. Let's watch a clip. Whoa! Not eaten by a dragon. His head got chopped clean off. Wow. Oh, Sean Bean, what a fate. Great casting because I think I feel like in part because it's Sean Bean, you're like, here we go. And yeah, I guess even as I was watching the finale, I was thinking that I should have guessed that he would have, I don't know, I thought he was going to be a bigger part of it all. So I'm shocked. Okay, next question. So Jamie Lannister, who you know, and Brienne of Tarth was a very tall blonde woman uh, from the finale, played by Gwendolyn Christie. What large creature does Jamie rescue Brienne of Tarth from while they are traveling together? A, a direwolf, B, a grizzly bear, C, a dragon, or D, a sea serpent? I'm going to say... I, I, it, it's like, I'm not sure if you're trying to trick me by throwing in Direwolf, which was in the first episode. So it's like a, a creature I'm familiar with. Mm, bear. Sea serpent. <laughs> you got to pick one. Come on. Bear. Bear. All right. Okay. Let's play the clip. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a bear. It's a bear. That is a real bear and not a CGI bear. Very well done. Wow. When the clip first started, Jamie Lannister was so wet that I thought <laughs> I had gotten it wrong because it looked like they were on a boat. <laughs> but they're all just wet during these times. You know what I mean? Wet, muddy. It's it's probably not a place you would want to go to have to smell people. No, no. Better to watch them on screen. So are you surprised, given the way the show ended, that the White Walkers did not figure into this finale? Yes. So the White Walkers, they do, they eventually lead an army of zombies south to conquer Westeros and kill the king. Which character single-handedly defeats them by killing their leader? A, Jon Snow, B, Jaime Lannister, C, Arya Stark, or D, Sansa Stark? I'm going to say Snow. Jon Snow. All right, let's find out if you're right. Whoa! Oh! 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 (laughs) It's Arya! Is this in the final season? It is! Wow. Whoa! Whoa! What a dramatic ending for their species. <laughs> yep, Arya Stark leaps in, kills their king, and they all die. If he can't have nice things, none of them can. I knew that she was going to pull off some cool shit. You know, she literally saves the world and doesn't even get considered to be the king or the queen at the end of the show. So. Yeah, that's so messed up. It's like I had this feeling that something like that had happened in the finale. Like, I knew that she had done some great stuff, but then her the ending for her character is like... Now she's just traveling west? 
Well, she'd earned some peace. She had done some really bad shit over the run of the show, so. Okay, so we don't want to let her have a childhood. Let her have her 20s. I don't know how old she is, but you know what? It's that time for her to, like, go backpacking around Europe. Yes. You know, get the URL pass. Exactly. (laughs) So what secret connection does Jon Snow discover he and Daenerys share? A, her father murdered his mother. B, he's really her nephew. C, they have a set of matching tattoos that combine to reveal the location of a priceless fortune. I have to say, watching the finale, I was feeling a bit of incestuousness in their scenes where I was sort of like, are they, is this another brother-sister pair? But then I was like, this show can't just be all hinging (laughs) on brother-sister romances, but maybe aunt and nephew? I don't know. She is his aunt. (laughs) It turns out he is not the bastard son of Ned Stark at all. He is the son of Ned's sister who had an affair with Daenerys' brother, rather. And so he is technically her nephew, and they continue the affair even after they discover this. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) So that's why in the finale they keep talking about how he is the rightful heir to the throne because he's a boy and it's, you know... Feudal times. Yes. And I could, yes, you could tell that they shared a bloodline. Okay. um, Which character does Tyrion marry midway through the series? A, Sansa Stark. B, Brienne of Tarth. C, Daenerys Targaryen. Or D, his own sister, Cersei Lannister. Well, let's see. Let's say... Sansa. That's right. They are technically still married at the time the show ends. It's complicated, even though she had another forced marriage after that. Um, But they they were married and then she runs away. And so when they reunite much later in the series, they realize that they're technically still married. Whoa. Well, I did not get that at all from the finale. (laughs) I didn't see any of that history in their performance. Uh, They failed. They're really, they should, they should quit acting, frankly, I think. (laughs) Let's give Allison a break so you can answer a question. Early on in this podcast, she predicted that the Red Wedding was an event where people got murdered. She was right. But who got killed at the Red Wedding? Was it A, Ned Stark's son Rob, B, Rob's army, C, Ned Stark's widow Catelyn, or D, all of the above? Think you know the answer? Let's see if you're right with help from my Google Assistant. Hey Google, on Game of Thrones, who dies at the Red Wedding? On the website westeros.com, the kind in the north, Rob Stark, his mother Caitlin, and most of his 3,500 soldiers were slaughtered. There you have it. D, all of the above, plus Rob's new wife who I believe was pregnant. Not a happy wedding occasion that was. Thanks, Google. And now, back to our show. Okay, finally, the last one. This is a relatively low-key one, but... Which contemporary pop star did a cameo on the show where they sang a song called Hands of Gold? A, Ed Sheeran, B, Lady Gaga, C, Justin Timberlake, or D, Adele? I know this. It's Ed Sheeran. All right, let's find out if you're right. What if she rounds the corner now and it's Timberlake? It's a beautiful song. It and is. She really has a beautiful voice. <laughs> wow. Literally the only time in the entire run of the show where I told my wife, come here, you should see this, because she loves Ed Sheeran but does not like graphic violence. Did it take people out of it? I mean, there, there had been a couple of other cameos here and there, and I think the fact that they just had him and he's there and he's singing, 
I think it was okay, but there were definitely a lot of j- Twitter jokes that night about Ed Sheeran and some people hoping that he was eaten by the dragon because people are mean. Sure, sure. I think he fit in very nicely. His voice, again, is just so beautiful. And he has a bit of like an elvish look to him. Yeah. Not elvish, but like medieval-ish. I think he fit in nicely is what I'm trying to say. It's a compliment. Okay, so we've done all this. You've now watched the premiere with me. You've watched the finale with me. We've talked a lot. Here's the big question. Was this a good way to experience the series? I don't think so. Okay, that's fair. That's why we're doing this as an experiment. Why not? (laughs) Well, I guess because, you know, now I know so much about the ending. It's like I had to sit through this very long final episode not understanding a lot about it. So, but, but... I don't blame you. I blame myself because I I am an active participant in this and I agreed to it. And I think I was sort of like, in my mind, I was like, you know what? This will be good because once and for all, it will kind of put to bed people telling me that I have to watch Game of Thrones. But I'll be like, well, now I can't because I've seen the ending. But but that's the twist is that then I watched the first episode and was like, oh, Oh, I do. I feel like I would want to watch more of this show, but now I know a lot about the ending. But then I also feel like eight seasons, so much happens that I think I probably would still enjoy watching it. Now, when we finished watching the premiere, you made a couple of predictions about where you thought things were going to go. And among other things, you thought that Tyrion was going to be up to no good a lot. Do you feel like that bore out? Or would you rather have him turned out to be a villain than sort of this conflicted hero that he seemed to be at the end? No, I guess it's nice that he is a hero. I like that twist, actually. I think it's more expected when people turn out to be bad. Now, and at the very beginning, you also assumed that at some point, like, Daenerys was going to become the the Queen of Dragons and and become a badass. Given how things ultimately turned out, are you happy? I'm happy. Okay. (laughs) It's a bummer for those other people, but they're fictional. (laughs) In the end, aren't we really all fictional? Exactly. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right, Allison, it has been a real pleasure to have you on. Thank you for coming and doing this ridiculousness with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I don't regret it. Excellent. All right. <laughs> to everyone on the audience, thank you for tuning into Rolling Stone and OBB Sounds Too Long Didn't Watch, presented by Google Assistant. I'm Alan Seppenwall, and now our watch is ended. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the foolishness you just heard, we'd like to ask you to do the same things that all podcasts ask you for. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform, and please spread the word to anyone else you know who might enjoy it too. This has been OBB Sound and Rolling Stones Too Long Didn't Watch, brought to you by Google Assistant and hosted by me, Alan Seppenwall. Executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Elias Tanner, and Alyssa Walker of OBB Sound, a division of OBB Media, and Gus Winner of Rolling Stone. Co-executive produced by Arlen Konopaki and Grace Delia of OBB Sound and Bridget Chelsea and Maria Fontora of Rolling Stone. The production was engineered by Evan Menick and Daniel Wanacott. Edited, mixed, and mastered by Michael Capuano. Sound designed by Michael Capuano. Original music by Daniel Wanacott. Production assistants were Jennifer Spots and Raquel Dominguez. <laughs>